Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. But now nobody's texting your phone. Now you're not spending a significant amount of your time with anybody else in that capacity. And you will try to run to distract yourself. You will try to spend more time with your friends, do more things with your friends because you're not used to being by yourself. Or you will try to run into the next relationship, run and try to date somebody else because it's uncomfortable. What do you do when all that's left is you? Relationships are not distractions within themselves. But if you run into a relationship because you needed a distraction, because you did not want to be by yourself, because you're operating on lack, scarcity and desperation, because you were lonely and you needed attention and validation... That is what I mean by a distraction. You intentionally reactivated the dating apps or got into a situationship or a relationship so you can have that person on the side so you can get the benefits of having somebody that you don't really care about because it's better or easier for you personally than being by yourself. And welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi, and on this podcast, we talk about taking accountability of our lives to become the best version of ourselves. In today's episode, I have an interesting question for you, or a few interesting questions. I am going to be talking about something that I think might be triggering but not in the sense of like making you feel offended or talking about traumas or traumatic events or anything like that I say triggering because I feel like it's something that it there has to be a lot of us that go through this but I don't really see a lot of people talking about it so I will be the one to do that today and I just feel like it will it it just it just might really make you think about why you are doing some of the things that you are doing. That's all. That's all. But today I want to talk about what do you do when you are left alone with your own thoughts? When there's no one to actively talk to? Like you're not dating anyone or you're not or you're dating somebody maybe and they're occupied for the whole day or something. Like what do you do when all that's left is you? And this is something that I feel like I really I think I had that experience last year and I'm going to talk about what it was like initially, why it happened, and what I have learned from that whole phase and what things look like now that I decided to face it instead of run from it. Because here's the thing, 
for me personally, I'm just going to be honest. I mean this in a humble way, but I'm going to acknowledge it because it plays a part in why things have been the way they have been, right? So I usually had attention and I would say it's because of pretty privilege, right? But I would say around last year, when I cut everything off, initially I felt very uncomfortable and I, ha- I, I got to a point where I had to face myself and the silence of having no distractions. And I really hope that makes sense. I really hope y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when, let's say, you may have been in a relationship or a situationship or a confusionship, whatever, whatever it was, you know, because things are very complicated in the dating world nowadays from what I see and hear. But I'm talking about a time where you cut everything off and you start fresh. Or I guess right after you cut everything off and before you jump back in to dating, right? And I'm talking about dating specifically because here's the thing. At this point in my life, personally, I am 25 and after you graduate college and you go into the working world and all of that you don't see your friends as much as you did when you were in college like people have different lives different schedules different jobs some people move away some people have some people oh my god some people get married and have children like people are doing that nowadays i like intentionally and i don't know it's beyond me but People's lives are going in multiple different directions right now, right? So you don't necessarily have the same type of access to your friends that you did when you were in college or when you all were in school. So you might still have great relationships with your friends, but you don't. You might talk to them every day or every now and then, periodically, whatever your relationship is like. But I would say the person... Or the type of relationship that will take up the most time in your life as an adult is when you are dating somebody or when you are in a like a committed relationship or marriage, whatever, right? You typically spend more time with that person than you do with any other person in your life because of the nature of the relationship, right? So that's why I'm focusing on dating and you know these types of relationships in this episode so back to the point i was making there will come a point where you cut everything off and especially if you have been in a relationship for some time or talking to people for some time or you always had options for some time And now you cut everybody off because a lot of us young ladies I'm seeing like we are going on this healing journey. We are getting closer to God. We are like working on ourselves. And a lot of us are getting rid of any signs of toxicity in our lives, right? So when you cut everything off and you have no distractions from the opposite sex, or not distractions, but any attention, you you have, there's nobody on the roster, There will come a point in time where 
if you are used to there being somebody, you, in whatever capacity, you will feel uncomfortable with the fact that there is now nobody and there is nothing to distract you, especially if you don't do anything for yourself to enjoy your life or if you don't have hobbies or if you don't do anything outside of working. If you go to work and then you do stuff with your significant other primarily and you don't really do anything with your friends, you don't really have balance in your life, when you cut that person or cut all of your options off, there will be a time where you have to face the silence. The silence of nobody consistently texting your phone throughout the day. The silence of not, you know, like, y'all know what I'm trying to say. The silence of life with no distractions or no constant communication and dates and all of that stuff with somebody of the opposite or same sex. And my question for you is, what do you do when you are left alone with yourself? When all that's left is you? What's the longest you've went without distractions or relationships? And I say this because when I got to that point sometime last year, early last year, it was like a feeling that I had never experienced before. Because, like, it hadn't been that long since I graduated from college. I mean, it had been a few years, but, like, anybody who just graduated will tell you, like, you, you there, there's a process of figuring your life out and figuring out what to do with yourself outside of work and having, like, a social life and hobbies and all of that. Like, you go through a process where you have to figure that out, right? And I hadn't yet established all of those extra things in my life outside of work so when I cut everybody off it was like I remember sitting in my living room by myself thinking this is very uncomfortable like what am I supposed to do and it's because I had never really given myself an opportunity to not have any distractions I was usually occupied whether it was serious or not and when I say usually occupied, it could just mean like, you know, like somebody in your DMs or somebody texting you or something. Like it doesn't have to be anything serious. It doesn't have to be anything where you even go on a date with a person. It's just like you get an attention in, in some way, shape or form, right? And when I decided to intentionally cut all of that out... I came to a point where I found myself in silence and I was very uncomfortable. I did not know what to do with that because it wasn't, it wasn't a common feeling. It wasn't a common occurrence and I felt very uncomfortable. Like, I don't know, am I the only one? I don't hear people talking about this, so it would be really weird if it was just me. But I doubt it was just me. But there was a moment of silence and it felt so uncomfortable that I tried to distract myself. And if you get to that point, you probably will too. You'll probably try to distract yourself in some way, shape or form where you cut somebody off and whether you still have feelings for that person or not, or 
you don't and you just chilling but now nobody's texting your phone now you're not spending a significant amount of your time with anybody else in that capacity and you will try to run to distract yourself you will try to spend more time with your friends do more things with your friends because you're not used to being by yourself or you will try to run into the next relationship, run and try to date somebody else because it's uncomfortable. What do you do when all that's left is you? Do you know how to handle that silence? Do you know how to live with no, with no distractions? And I'm not saying relationships are distractions. I'm just saying if you are not in one, do you know how to live in a way that is still fulfilling and that still makes you happy without getting that validation and that attention from another person, from an outside source. And I feel like, and I've seen it on TikTok and other social media platforms too, but a lot of times when people find themselves at that point, that's when they run to reactivate the dating apps. That's when they run to, that's when you, you find yourself answering texts or messages from your ex or from old flames or like, situationships and stuff like that because you're not used to being by yourself you're not used to dealing with the silence it's uncomfortable so you have to run to the next thing some people genuinely don't know how to be by themselves and at that point in time I did not know how to be by myself because I never had to be prior to that moment and it was very uncomfortable I didn't know what to do with myself I was like what is like why what I should be doing something I should be out right now typically this is what I would have been doing you know like it was very uncomfortable and the very first time I felt that I'm not even going to lie to you I did create a distraction for myself I did allow myself to get distracted because it was that uncomfortable but when I found myself in the position again I decided that I wasn't going to run and I was actually going to face it because I'm not going to lie to you. I went into like some of the deepest meditations and thoughts and conversations with myself. Yes, with myself that I've had, I think, ever, to be honest, because it I felt like I had reached a part of myself or life that I hadn't before because I was usually distracted it's like I was feeling a new level of discomfort and fear or I don't even know how to describe it, it was like this was a new feeling of discomfort and instead of running from it when I decided to face it I was like okay let me let me see what this is and when I sat with it, when I meditated on it, when I journaled about it, when I had those conversations with myself, it it really forced me to analyze and assess my life. Because here's the thing. Sometimes when you have the, these uncomfortable situations or positions that you are put in, it's very easy to run from it. But when you run from it, you will never learn the lesson that you are supposed to learn. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right? And you will never overcome it. And you'll find yourself in that constant loop of running to distractions and running from relationship to relationship because you don't know how to be by yourself. So when I decided to sit with myself and assess, okay, well, why do I feel so uncomfortable? Why is this so awkward? And that's when I was like, oh, okay, because you usually had attention in some way, shape, or form. And now, because of the fact that you have been healing, your standards are higher. So anything cannot get past you. You're not going to just, you know, talk to anybody or accept anything. So standards are higher. So now you're not settling for less. So you're not easily persuaded by the bare minimum anymore. And now you value your time more to not have it wasted by another person. So you are more picky, etc., etc. which is why I found it so hard for me to just like run to another distraction. But then also one of the biggest things I realized when I was like really assessing why I felt that way was because I realized, surprise, surprise, that I wasn't really doing enough for myself. I wasn't doing enough for myself. I was working. I had my or have my podcast on the side, which I love. And like... Every now and then I would go out with my friends, but I did not really take the time to do things for myself, by myself. But instead, like every time I did things, it was always with other people, whether it was with somebody I was dating or whatever, or my friends or traveling for work and stuff like that. Like it was always like me enjoying my life and me doing fun things always revolved around other people and I did not really take the time to pour into myself individually like I don't know if I was waiting for somebody to give me permission to do these things for myself because it's not like I couldn't I had just been in a place where I typically only did stuff if other people were involved so after I sat with that that's when I started to take myself out more on solo dates and You know, like travel by myself. I had one solo trip so far, more to come. But, you know, that's when I started thinking, okay, if I'm interested in this, why don't I just do it? Why do I have to wait for friends to be able to go with me based on their availability? Or why do I have to wait for somebody to take me on a date at this place? Why don't I just go by myself? You know, if I want A, B, and C, if I want these types of feelings why don't I just try to create that for myself so that if somebody else comes along it's like a bonus it's a supplement but I am not sitting here struggling depleted and desperate waiting for somebody to give me things that I want so when I decided to sit with it I realized that I had to I had to be the one to give myself what I want and not depend on anybody else for it so that's with feelings experiences 
dates like just anything in general you know if i wanted to try a certain food why wait for somebody to take me on a date or why wait to go with friends why don't i just go by myself during happy hour you know and that was something that i also had to look at because i always felt kind of awkward and afraid to go on a date or go somewhere by myself because i just felt like people would think you know, you know, and again, the whole people would think thing, just being in my mind and thinking I would look lonely or something if I went by myself. And I can tell you after taking myself out on quite a few dates and doing a lot by myself, like having different experiences by myself. Number one, I actually really enjoy doing it and I feel much happier and when I get in the moment, it's like I don't even care what people think. And people are not even thinking about me anyway. People are thinking about themselves. Because you know what? When I go on these dates by myself and I do things for myself and I get massages and facials and all of that stuff, I'm not thinking about anybody else there. I'm thinking about myself. So everybody else is probably just as self-absorbed as I am and I'm just overthinking it. But long story short... When I decided to sit with that silence and that discomfort and not run to another distraction, I realized how I needed to pour into myself and not rely on other people and put myself in a position of desperation and lack. And my life has been significantly better ever since. And I'm saying all of this to say, if you are somebody who is in that situation where you are dealing with the discomfort and the silence or maybe you are in a situationship or relationship or something because you are running from a distraction that's not the person you actually want to be with i just want to be the one to acknowledge that yeah it's uncomfortable to sit alone and sit by yourself sometimes and not have that attention from another person but if you run from that and you allow yourself to have distractions or fill up your time and space so you don't have to sit by yourself, you will find yourself dealing with a lot of heartache and confusion and just overall toxicity and mess because you are too afraid of the silence. You are too afraid to sit still. Now, after sitting still for quite some time now, I would say almost a year now, after intentionally saying that I am not going to date, I'm not going to have any distractions, I am not going to accept attention from anybody who is not worthy, who doesn't meet my very high standards let me share with you what the past year has looked like with me intentionally sitting in that silence and not distracting myself and learning to be comfortable in it because I don't want to just encourage you to do it and not tell you what it looks like on the other side there are three main benefits that I personally have gotten from this which is why I would highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend. The first is I learned to lean more on God. I learned to go to him more for all of my decisions, my questions, my confusions, my doubts, my worries, my woes. I learned to, to actually 
start putting him first. I learned how to put that into practice instead of just saying it, you know, because before I used to just say it and I was trying, but I feel like in the past year and it's not just with um, um, what you call it with me not dating, but with other events in my life as well, which are not relevant to this episode. Um, I learned how to lean more on him and put him first. And I can honestly tell you once again, I've said this before, but most rewarding thing in my life. Most rewarding thing in my life. And if you're not new here, you know that I used to be atheist. And I have talked about how me developing an actual relationship with God has been changing my life. And this is an example. And this is another example of how that has played out in my life. So what do I mean by that? So here's a question for you, right? When you have you know, your extenuating circumstances or, or rough experiences in life or you have tough decisions to make about important aspects of your life, how many times do you run to your friends and your family or your boyfriend or your girlfriend for advice before you run to God? How many times do you have something just weighing down on your spirit you're worried about something and before you take it to him you take it to everybody in the group chat everybody on your most recent um text messages whatever whoever you talk to the most you take it to everybody but before you take it to him how many times do you do that probably a lot right and i mean it's normal the people in our life you know, the reliable, the good ones that you would turn to for that type of support are supposed to support us and supposed to encourage us and be there for us and stuff like that, right? Like we need that companionship. We're human beings. It's needed, right? It's absolutely necessary. But in terms of priority, where do you put running to God versus running to your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your friends or your family based on your actions who do you prioritize the most when you have a problem or a decision or a rough circumstance or something you're going through something who do you go to first with me being intentional about not dating and again i i gave this disclaimer in the beginning the reason why i'm mainly talking about dating it's not because I have anything against relationships, but because when you are dating somebody, they typically take up the most amount of your time, a significant amount of your time, more than your friends, more than your family, right? You spend a lot of time with that person. That is why I'm specifically talking about dating, but friendships and all of that stuff count too. But typically, once again, most of your time, most of your conversations, most of all of that will typically go towards the person you are dating or the person you are in a committed relationship with of any kind, right? So that's why I'm talking about it. So with me being intentionally single and not having that um, outlet, I started going to God first and it literally changed my life. I'm not exaggerating. I first let me just 
say this. I love all of the people in my life 100%. And they all serve different purposes in my life. But let me just say this. In the past year, most of the things that I have dealt with and gone through, I took it to God first before I took it to anybody else. And some things I did not even take to a single human being. I just took it directly to God. And that has changed my life because the fact that I took it to him and I would pray and I would ask for signs and I would meditate and I would be still. And I actually am intentional about going on nature walks just so I could clear my mind and be still because you know how the Bible said God talks to you in that still small voice like that's literally how he speaks to me and I also see external signs as well but with me being intentional about not having any distractions initially what it made me do was go to God first and then I applied that to all of my relationships so before I said anything to my friends before I vented to friends, if I had a major decision that I wanted to make, like when I left my job, I took it to God first before I got input from anybody else. And when he gave me an answer on what decision that I needed to make, then I would make that decision. And then I would pray about whether or not I should take it to anybody else. And sometimes I got the message to not take it to anybody else. And sometimes I felt like it was okay. And then I did. But because I went to him first, I felt like it spared me from a lot of heartache. It spared me from a lot of confusion and worry and doubt. Because I know that... Some of the people in my life, because of how much they care about me, they would have been worried about some of the things that I was dealing with. But because I took it to God first and I prayed and I felt like he said everything would be okay. And spoiler alert, everything turned out better than okay, you know, for certain things. But because I took it to him and he said everything would be okay, I felt like I didn't need to take it to the people who would worry about me because I did not want them making me forget about the fact that God told me not to worry. And I didn't. And everything worked out. So that's one of the first things that it really made me do. It allowed me to lean more on God instead of taking all of my decisions and frustrations to another person because the silence made me more receptive to hearing what he wanted to tell me and allow him to guide my life. And sometimes the decisions did not always make sense in the beginning and I was scared and I was terrified and I didn't want to do certain things. And that's why I initially kept it from some people. But because I did not have any distractions, I went to him first and I became more trusting of him. I felt like my faith improved because I got closer to God. When you allow yourself to stop being distracted by relationships and again, 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 I'm not saying all relationships are a distraction. I'm not saying that. And I'm, I don't just mean dating in that instance either. I mean with friendships too. Because your friends are great. But sometimes when you have a decision about your life. You know sometimes it might be best to take it to God first. Before you take it to your friends. When they don't really understand what plans God has for your life. Or 
what you want to do personally or what your goals are, etc. People can only see and respond to things from their perspective, which has nothing to do with you. That's why you do not need to be taking things to other people first before you take it to God, right? That's just my personal opinion, but I'm not trying to shove religion or Christianity down anybody's throat. I'm just saying how it helped me personally, right? So by allowing myself to not be distracted, meaning running to something else to fill my time and sitting in the stillness and allowing God to speak to me in that stillness and that silence, I got a lot more clearer on what I wanted and what decisions that I needed to make about my life, which which is a great segue into the second benefit that me not running to distractions and running from the silence has brought upon my life. So the second thing was I got a lot more clarity on what I wanted, what I wanted for my life, what I wanted to do. And I had more time to think about the things that I wanted or things that I thought I wanted in the past. So that's where that example I gave earlier about me figuring out that I'm not really doing much for myself came into play because initially I started talking to myself more and assessing my life like am I happy? What's missing? What do I think can be improved? How do I bring more joy into my life that doesn't depend on another person? And that's when I realized I wasn't doing enough for myself and I had to start, you know, getting more weekly mas- getting more massages getting more you know facials mani pedis you know other stuff that might look different from for you but my love language is physical touch so i love a good massage child and i'm about to go back to getting them regularly okay but that's just me personally right so initially when i had more time to think that's when I started assessing my life to try to figure out what's missing and how do I add it instead of depending on another person to give it to me and another thing is with the clarity don't get me wrong right let me just give a disclaimer first you can absolutely do this with another person in your life you can absolutely do this while being in a relationship but they will influence your decisions and your emotions okay the perks of being single is that all of your decisions only affect you you don't have anybody else to consider when you're making certain decisions because it doesn't impact anybody but you right you can absolutely do this in a relationship in terms of you know thinking about what decisions you want to make and what you want in life. You can absolutely do this while with somebody else. But let's be real here. Your emotions will influence your decisions. And your decisions have to take into account how that will affect or impact your relationship. You can't think in a selfish way because things are not just about you anymore. So the way I thought about it was, okay... Now that I don't have to consider anyone else in my decisions, what would really make me happy? What would I really want to do? Like, for example, let's say I wanted to move to a different state. I don't have a relationship in Atlanta that's making me stay here, you know? 
But yeah, I don't have anybody else to consider in my decision. So what would really make me happy? The thing about being single that we often overlook is the fact that we can do whatever we want and we don't have to consider anybody else. Now, there are obviously perks of being in a relationship, but I feel like people tend to overlook the perks of being single because they let their loneliness cloud their judgment and feel like being single is the worst thing on the planet. And it's not. So in that period of time, in that season of silence and no distractions, and once again, for anybody who might be butthurt, relationships are not distractions within themselves. But if you run into a relationship because you needed a distraction, because you did not want to be by yourself, because you're operating on lack, scarcity, and desperation, because you were lonely and you needed attention and validation... That is what I mean by a distraction. You intentionally reactivated the dating apps or got into a situationship or a relationship so you can have that person on the side so you can get the benefits of having somebody that you don't really care about because it's better or easier for you personally than being by yourself, right? That is what I mean when I say distraction, not just a a relationship in itself. A healthy relationship is not a distraction, okay? So again, I really started to get a lot of clarity on what I wanted and think about my life, assess my life. What do I want? What do I want to add? What do I think I am missing and why? What type of feelings I want to evoke in my life? I got the opportunity to revise those things and get clear on what I wanted personally without having anybody to influence my decisions, without having to think about anybody when I made those decisions. So that was a, another benefit that I had. And not just in my life in general, but I mean with relationships specifically, you know, because all we don't always really take the time to jot down exactly what we want or what we are looking for before we date. Sometimes we just go with the flow. I've been guilty of just going with the flow and not being very intentional. But like I told y'all a few episodes ago, we are being intentional now, okay? We are being intentional now. And I got clear on, you know, if I was to go back into said dating world, I know exactly what I'm looking for, right? And that, we don't always do that. We don't always do that. So that was another that was another thing that I got clarity on in that silent phase. Now the last thing which sometimes is like a blessing and a curse but access is very restricted now. Access is very restrict. The codes, the security codes have changed. They have changed. There has been a new software update a new system installed with getting access to me now the access is more restricted and i've seen a lot of people talking about this on tiktok it's like once you start healing once you start leveling up you start working on yourself sometimes life gets boring because the amount of 
efforts people will now need to put into getting access to you is a lot higher and not everybody is going to meet those minimum requirements, the new higher bare minimum now that you are working on yourself. So now maybe the, the, the nonsense that you used to tolerate some time ago, a few months ago, a few years ago, you are not going to tolerate it now. And especially for the people who want to do the bare minimum and get all of the benefits and perks of a wife and not do anything for it, you are not going for that because the bar has raised, the standard has raised, access is more restricted. And as a result, I have been so peaceful. Now, peace can be boring sometimes. Peace can be boring. When I did not have the standards that I had now, when I had time to waste, there was a lot more excitement and flair in my life. But in, in reality, it was really just toxicity that I was making space for. And now that I'm not making space for it, there's none of that. So it's like, sometimes that can be interpreted as boring, but... Nevertheless, it's peaceful. There's no drama in my life. My tolerance for BS is non-existent. It does not exist. She has left the chat. It is not there anymore. And so the same type of nonsense that maybe I would have put up with a few years ago is not, is not, mm-mm, mm-mm, it's, I'm not going for it now. So... My life is a lot more peaceful. And yeah, like I said, it will feel boring at first, but I'd rather have it boring and peaceful than toxic and stressful and have something going on every day, every other day. An argument today, an argument tomorrow. I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, please, no thank you. I have unsubscribed to all of that. And I have peace of mind now and I have clarity of purpose and I am closer to God than I have ever been. And I'm still a work in progress. You know, he's, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. There's still a couple of things that he wants me to stop doing and things that he wants me to start doing that I haven't gotten there yet. But, you know, I'm, I'm a work in progress. He ain't through with me yet. He ain't through with me yet. But these are the three main benefits that I have gotten or that I can recall at this point in time from not running from the silence a lot closer to God I take stuff to him now and it cuts out a lot of the worries and the stress and the confusion that I would have gotten from including other people in my decisions like it's so I I just I want you to know what that feels like I want you to know what that feels like. I want you to know what it feels like to be stressed out and worried and pray to God. And then all of a sudden just feel very mellow because, you know, even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, it will still work out in your favor. I want you to know the peace that comes with being still and having faith like that. And let me just tell you on my journey to developing this amount of faith, it has been rough. It has been rough. I have had more or less sleepless nights. I have cried myself to sleep sometimes. I have been fed the F up. But ultimately, 
I have learned what it means to surrender and I approach my life and my problems so differently now because once you wh- let me tell you once you start taking things to God first once you start taking things to God first and waiting for him to respond before you take it to other people it's a whole different experience it's a whole different experience you're not going to be wasting your time feeling worried or stressed or dealing with other people's opinions and projections and perspectives because if god said x then x is going to happen period and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and for certain things it's like all right well if you already have your answer there's no reason to bring it up with other people like that's literally where i'm at at this point in my life and some things i will share but like i said if If God already resolved it, then I don't necessarily need to bring it to anybody else. I'll bring you the testimony, but us bonding over the struggle may not be necessary if God told me that there's nothing for me to worry about. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't want to dwell. One thing about me, I will say that sometimes I don't always, I'm not always honest with the people in my life about the things I'm going through because it makes me feel like if I dwell in that energy, then I'm giving it power over me. And I'm giving up and I'm saying that the problem is winning and I'm losing. And I don't like to feel like that. So that's the only reason why I don't always like say when I'm struggling or something like that. Because I don't like giving it power over me. I don't like speaking negative things into existence. So in the past year, what I have been doing is literally taking it to God. If he says it's fine, then it's fine. I don't need to complain. I don't need to worry about it. And I don't need to tell it to other people if I know they will worry about me. I just have to trust what he says. And that's where I'm at in my life right now. And I I honestly don't think I would have gotten here if I did not face the silence. And it's not just about dating. It's also about, because you could be in a healthy relationship and that's not the issue. But if you know every time you have issues, you run to your friends or your family or you run to people with it instead of taking it to God, you you are inviting too many distractions, too many opinions, too many perspectives that don't matter. It helps you. It makes you feel understood. It might make you feel safe, you know, to vent and have that support and encouragement. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, what God says goes. And his plan is always going to be the one to play out. So you might as well go to him for guidance instead of running to other people, running to your friends, running to your family, running to your significant other. Take it to him first. See what he says. Or whoever you believe in. Whatever you believe in. Right? I don't don't force my beliefs onto anybody else. I don't, you know. that's, That's just my personal choice. You believe in something else. Another God. You know, that's that's on you. But stop inviting all these distractions into your life. When you are, when you find yourself in a season of silence... When you find yourself, you know, feeling uncomfortable by yourself, 
that is an invitation for you to explore that and not run away from it because it might propel you into like a whole new phase of enlightenment or awakening and I know that sounds very woosah but like that's how I feel to be honest so yeah I just again I want to ask you the question what do you do when all that's left is you are you in a distraction right now because you couldn't face the discomfort of the silence are you on the dating apps because you are operating in lack and you don't want to be by yourself or are you in a healthy relationship dating relationship whatever else whatever it is because you know what you want and you're being intentional and you have taken time for yourself and you know what you want and it's not a distraction and it's a bonus or an addition to your life versus looking at that person as the source of your enjoyment, your fulfillment. I just want you to think about these things. What do you do when all that's left is you? That's all I have to say this week. And I will talk to you next Sunday. Oh, and by the way, if you are not subscribed, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, please. So you get notified when I release new episodes. And also, if you liked this episode or any other episode or the show in general, can you please do me a favor and rate the show five stars and leave a written review? in apple or spotify or wherever you listen and yeah that is all i officially have to say make sure you're subscribed make sure you leave a review make sure you rate five stars and i will talk to you next sunday save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.